It's Window Nation's semi-annual sale, and it's a big deal. Right now, get 50% off all windows along with no interest for five years plus bonus savings when you schedule a consult today. If your windows leak, get foggy or hot, or you're paying high utility bills, that's a big deal. With Window Nation's semi-annual sale, you can replace your windows and save a big deal, too. Schedule a no-obligation in-home estimate now. Call 866-90-NATION or visit windownation.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoop. And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams, and lots of hot takes. Order, order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. This episode of BGN Radio is brought to you by Clip It, the hottest app that is out there. Watch TV, make clips, and share. For more information, check them out at clipit.tv or check them on Twitter at clipittv. Hey guys, John Barchard here. You guys know how much I love to play fantasy football. So I need you to listen up because I want you to join the highest rated fantasy football app. It's called Draft. You get to play in a real live snake draft, but be done in under five minutes. They last just for one week. Drafts start every couple of minutes, so you can join right now for week seven. And the best part is you get to play for cold, hard cash. And get this, your chances of winning are 80% better than on the salary cap sites, on all the DFS sites. Because you're always trying to figure out, okay, where should I start this guy and the value and I don't have enough money to do all that stuff. It doesn't happen on draft. You get a selection of every premium player. You just got to be the smartest one in the room. It's a six-player snake draft, so you get in, you get out. Tournaments start from $1 to $1,000 to everything in between. Three-person drafts, six-person drafts, on and on. The options are limitless. And all new players get a free entry into a real money draft when you make your first deposit. All you have to use is promo code BGNR. That's right. Play a real money game for free just by using promo code BGNR. And it gets even better. Draft is so sure that you'll love it that they are offering BGN Radio listeners a money-back guarantee up to $100. No excuses now. Just search Draft in your app store or go to Draft.com and come play for free right now with promo code BGNR. This squad. Next level. BGN Radio. Let's go. Welcome to the next level, the creme de la creme, Teron Davenport, Barrett Brooks, linked with BGN, next level boys breaking down the game, other podcasts out, but they not the same, TD the fly one, keep the suits and the wingtips, honest opinions, from the Gibsons to the Winces, I'm left-handed, Barrett Brooks got my blind side, Super Bowl winner, see the game from a champ size, route concepts down, the techniques in the trenches, you wanna learn football? 
out and tune in and listen. BGN Radio, Next Level Podcast. You thinking about discussing the Eagles? Better stop that. From senior bowl workouts to the draft, down to training camp. Breakdowns of all 22, they the best at that. Special insights, giving sight to the blind. So sit down, push play, and when they done, rewind. Next Level. Yes, yes, once again, the Next Level Podcast. We are back in the house. Taking you, you know where, to the upper room. <laughs> That's right. I'm Teron Davenport here with Barrett Brooks, and it's the halfway point for the Eagles. Not really the halfway point, but it's the bye week. Which, came, we, which we equate to the halfway point as players, yes. Exactly. So let's take a look just at this past game. I mean, it was an outstanding game in which they had a convincing win over the number one defense, 400-plus yards of offense. We're going to take a look at that, as well as just a look back over the season. Going to be a quick hitter for you guys, so we'll get right into it. This team, the Broncos, they came in with the number one rated total defense, giving up, what, 260 yards or so per game. and Total offense, yes. Man, they – uh. The Eagles, 419 yards. What what happened? <laughs> Everything with the Eagles happened. You know, I mean, we've been talking, and, and I've been saying it since the beginning. This team is a well-balanced team, disciplined team. And the biggest thing is they are built to last with what their strengths are. And their strength is in the trenches. The offensive line, the defensive line is a top five offensive line and, and, and probably number one or number two defensive line in the league. Considering the fact, you know, you, you can't block any of the guys up front. And, and I thought it was really going to be a problem with, with Peters, Peters being out of here. But Big V has equipped himself well. I still think that he should go to the other side. It'll make the offense run even more smooth than it is right now. But I guess, you know, I mean, they're just going to stick with that. And, and it, I, I can understand that. At this point, I don't think even next year they're going to move him over. I think they're going to keep Big V on that side. So, you know – Kids playing well enough that they're going forward and moving forward with them, and he played well enough. You know, if you looked at it, they took they took his mouth off the nipple, man. They took it the bottle out of his mouth halfway through the game. I mean, we're talking about Shane Ray and Von Miller running, rushing against him. He's shutting them both down. Mm-hmm. They didn't even bring help to his side the second half. So that just goes to show you how good he is. And then, bam, Lane goes out, and Sayamalu goes in there and plays well at the right tackle. So this team is well-balanced. In the trenches, they have a lot of depth. They're playing well, and they're playing disciplined. So that with it, that and a, a quarterback playing the way Carson playing, that's the most success that you can have. You know, it reminds me a lot of my Super Bowl run when I did win the Super Bowl with the Steelers back in the 05, 06 Super Bowl, Super Bowl XL. Yeah, when you have that balance, man, it's hard to stop. And then you look, one of the other things, you mentioned Carson, and that definitely needs to be mentioned because he's playing out of this world. But it's easier for him to play the quarterback position because of how well they run the football. Oh, no question. And one of the things that I really wanted to point out, and the reason why I want to point it out is because everybody says, oh, that 46-yard touchdown by Jai was so great. And it was good. But let's not overlook the fact that he was not touched until the half-inch yard line. No question. I could have ran through that hole. You had a late block by your cousin, (laughs) Brandon Brooks, uh, mm-hmm. Man, I mean, the way he got down the field, 350, darn near 350 pounds getting down the field and getting that block late to, to spring him even further, I think that's something you have to point out. And B. Brooks is playing outstanding football. No question. Kelsey and Wisniewski, and you mentioned that offensive line. These guys up front, they're doing what they have to do. 
And when you watch them, just the way you know some of the inside inside run inside zone runs, excuse me, that they're doing, and how everything's just in, in such unison, it's like ballet, man. You, you see these guys, just everything, every step is is all connected, and uh, they're blowing off the ball, man. Yeah. They're, they're doing the thing. They are making it happen, man. You know, just like you said on that play with Jayajahi, man. The fact that Brooks was able to get up to the second level, and really was able to cut off and push and block his man. In fact, they're one of their best players in Brandon Marshall. Knock him into the safety and knock them both down, flat back them both, just goes to show how good and, and, and what level he is. I did a breakdown on Monday on my show, Eagles Extra, where I just showed how he's dominating at that guard position. You don't hear much about him, but, that, but that's what happens when you're an offensive lineman. Mm-hmm. The only time you hear about an offensive lineman if they're doing wrong, if they if they miss a block or they get a have a penalty or they give up a sack, you know, everybody's up in arms. Well, how about you don't hear Brandon Brooks' name, so it's like he's not doing anything. But those who know, know that this guy's playing at a Pro Bowl level. Once he puts his hands on people, it's over. It is. And, 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 and you know, all those guys are playing well. Kelsey, he's adapted to playing – a lot more stronger uh, at that center position. You know, he's not getting pushed back as much. He understands leverage a lot better than he was before. He's done the simple technique things to really get better as a player. And I tell you what, they want to let him go. I'm, I'm, I'm starting to think they may, may not have to do that. Maybe they need to think about that. You know, and 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 might keep him around here to keep that solidarity in there. We see Carson trust him, so why let him go? I, I. Stoutland because the assistant coaches had or the position coaches they had media availability today and one of the things he said is the difference this year as opposed to last year is he's not asking Kelsey to do as much he said that he he asked Kelsey he may have put too much on him so I I thought that was interesting and it it was really good that you have a coach that will kind of take that bullet for you so to speak and then he also talked about Brandon Brandon Brooks and one of the things he said was specifically that play where he went down and, and got that block. He said it was awesome, but he wanted to redirect the attention to his physical play, and he said that he could stand at the line of scrimmage in a phone booth and knock your face off. That's an explosion. That's an explosion. I knew a guy, I played with a guy like that. Um, and uh, he, I'm telling you what, man, Guy McIntyre was one of the most mm. explosive guys I ever played. He can explode in a bad. phone booth, man. He would hit linebackers and make them disappear from the field. And that's how good, you know, I, I see. He's a little lot thicker than he is. He more, he's more of a brute force type of guy than Guy Mack was. But when I tell you what, talking about an explosion and at the point of contact being able to, you know, transfer energy from out of him and blowing somebody up, I tell you what, Brooks is making it happen, man. He is really putting his hands on folks. Folks are really starting to take notice of what this kid is doing, I'm telling you. Yeah, and the offensive line as a whole, man, they're just they're playing really well. And, and like you said, it starts in the trenches. And then just expanding it beyond that, when you look at the running backs, I think we have to look at just the way these guys were able to all come together. Even Wendell Smallwood in a limited role. I mean, you didn't see him on the sideline pouting or anything like that. He Can't. stayed ready. And his first time touching the football late in the fourth quarter, a twenty what twenty six yard run. Right. <laughs> this this running back group, I, I think Deuce is doing an awesome job, just just keeping everybody ready and motivated. And when we talked to him, he he said that it, it it's not a challenge, it's an advantage having all the guys that he has and and just the mindset that they have. When you look at a Jai, what did you think of his performance? 
in the carries that he had. I think it was five five or six carries, seven carries maybe. Yeah, I think he had eight carries for, what was it? 77 uh, yards. Yeah, and, and I, I think it just goes to the nature of that room and how that room is, 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 is put together. At this point, you don't know when you're going to be able to go in there. So you have to be ready to go out there and explode and, and play hard and really make a difference or else you won't see time for a little mm-hmm. while, you know. These guys are so good that you don't know when your next opportunity is. We're talking about two guys that are volume runners yeah. and LeGarrick Blunt and Jay Ajayi. These guys are you know, volume carriers, and you know, they get better as they get more carries. Well, they see is the opportunities come slam and far between, so they're like, well, hey, I got to make sure I make this happen right now. And it's working to the um, the benefit of this of this this running back room. Usually you have situations like that. It, it's, it's usually to the detriment of that room because – you know, guys get, oh, I want more reps in this like No, it's like, all right, we're winning right now. We're not going to complain. Let's just go out there and ball. I'm going to try to beat and, and, and run more than you. Uh, catch up if you can. And they're mm-hmm. taking that type of attitude to the, um, to the game from the locker room. They're competing tremendously. And with that, it's not that, comp- that cutthroat competition. No. You, you see the touchdown that Ajay had. Who was one of the guys that was first down there to congratulate him? LeGarrette Blunt, he exactly. wasn't even in the game. Right, exactly. Right? So it, it's just a, a part of just what you have going on in, in that in that facility. And the thing that I really like is a lot of times when you have a running back who kind of presses, you know, because he's getting limited opportunities, he presses. So he's going to try to run to the hole too fast or, or not give the blocks an opportunity to develop. You're not seeing that from these guys. They're still, you know, exhibiting that patience. And that's just another testament to how well Deuce has been able to, or as, as Ajay would say, how well Deuce, Coach Deuce, <laughs> has been able to make this thing work and just the trust that he's established in those players. But that trust, that extends throughout the whole offense, right? Because you have so many weapons as far as the pass catchers are concerned. Yeah. Mike Grow is another one. Coach Mike Grow has done an awesome job with this this group, and you see none of the receivers are complaining about not getting the football. I think that has to be mentioned also. Well, man, I mean, just just look just look at, you know, just like you said, you know, just a little early on, the competition in the receiver room. They don't know when a pass is going to get thrown to them next. So they're going out there and making sure they make it happen. We're talking about at the tight end position. Hell, you look at you look at Trey Burton. Trey Burton, like man, I got to get mine while this guy's mm-hmm, out of here. Mm-hmm. And what does he do? He goes out there and performs. I mean, even 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 the pass with the touchdown play he had, the linebacker didn't come out on the field. He was wide. He was wide. There was nobody out there on him. Then the linebacker ran out there and he kind of ran out there uh, nonchalant. So when when he wasn't nobody on him, first thing uh, Seth Jordan said, "I'm with Seth watching the game." You know, at NBC Sports stu- in our in our studio, he said, "Oh, oh, look, look." Burton is uncovered. They need to go to Burton. Mm-hmm. So he realized that Brandon Marshall runs out there on him. But the demeanor in which he went out there, I could tell he didn't, he didn't really think Trey Burton was a threat. I said, oh, oh man, he's still open. That's he's exactly not- what I said. Oh, he's still open. And, bam, I said, oh, this is a touchdown. As I'm leaving the room, I said, oh, that's going to be a touchdown. I left the room. As I'm leaving the room, he threw the pass up. I heard the the the, uh, the firework go boom, and I turned around, looked around the corner, told those guys, "Hey, didn't I tell you?" They're like, "Oh, get out of here!" Ray said, "Oh, get out of here!" I said, "Man, I'm telling you, that's next level stuff." No question. Reading body language, <laughs> right? You know, he just wasn't ready to go, and that's that's one thing about this team. They are ready to go when called upon. Man, doesn't matter who it is. We talking about uh, Ronald Darby coming back. How do you come in and start him right now? Your young boy is playing do. right now. You know, your young boy is playing right now. I don't think you do. <laughs> 
you know, Rasul Douglas, Sewell is playing at a level right now that you want to continue to nurture that and, and you know, leave him out there. And we all know at this point, I mean, I'm not going to say Pro Bowl, but, hell, you know, Jalen Mills is playing at that level. I mean, the first couple of weeks it was a little, you know, it wasn't even shady. He was playing well. But he wasn't accustomed to the speed of the game, really. But he was confident in his speed. But he wasn't playing as, you know, he wasn't playing at the level he's playing now. Yeah. Not to take anything away from him, but he was balling then. But teams tried to take advantage of him because they thought he couldn't play this game. So they targeted him a lot. But he was also going to get some high-level players, you know, right. the Odell Beckham Juniors, those those type of guys. But I tell you what, he didn't he didn't back down. He's still playing at a high level, and he's playing at an even higher level now. It's little things. I mean, these guys are tackling the ball. It's not getting away from them. You know, they're not catching balls with their heads. You know, this is a totally different defense now. I don't know what Coach Underland said to them guys, but those guys are playing at the next level right now. They they really are. And just to revert really quick back to the receivers, and you mentioned when it's your opportunity, you make plays. Right. And, and I tell you, at towards the end of the game, the game it was pretty much put away. Right. But I think right. it was it was Foles. Yeah, Foles dropped that deep pass to Aguilar. And he's going against Chris Harris, one of the best corners in the right, NFL. Yeah. <laughs> right? And it's a contested catch, and, and he gathered it all the way through the tuck. Mike Grow, when we talked to him today, he, he said that that's an example of just the buy-in that these guys have and just the fact that he made that. He didn't have to make that play, but the fact that he made that play – even without the game on, the game was was way out of reach, but he still made that play. So that's an example, and and you just look, every single thing is clicking right for this team. You mentioned Rasul Douglas. Unfortunately, he had that pick six. He might he might still be running right, if he would have caught that ball, hit him in the bad that's, spot. That's what my right dog. Hands. Yeah. Why my dog Sue play DB instead of yeah. playing receiver? That's all. Don't worry about and, a young boy. You're you you a DB. You ain't receiver. That's cool though. You know what though? Sue is a guy with really good ball skills right. as a defensive back. So, so I knew it was, it was to the house. Yeah, it was disappointing to see that, but nevertheless, he is playing really good football. Patrick Robinson also. Not only Let's securing the ball, man. but getting in the position. I don't know why Oswald threw that slant. I mean, when you got the DB on the inside and you're throwing the slant, why would you throw that? But those receivers fall too. He ran off the run. He 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 planted off the wrong foot. He tried to plant with the inside foot, trying to you know take. And, and on those slants, <laughs> when you plant, you got busted across the middle. Right. And we talk, I think that was uh, Demarius Thomas on the yep, route. Yep. And we talked about you know that thing he got pumping inside his chest. Bro, was, was that a perfect example? Because when. Um, on the pick, uh, who, who was that that picked it? On the McLeod Patrick, pick. Oh, oh yeah, the McLeod one. He was jogging behind him, yep. man. It just goes to show he doesn't have any type of fight left. He just no more. That fat lady is singing to him right now. Yeah. He got his headphones on. That fat lady is singing to him because he is giving no, absolutely no effort out there. So, I, I mean, the secondary as a whole, even Malcolm, you, you know, Corey Graham. I, I talked to Coach Hawk and, and, and Coach uh, Unlin about Corey Graham, and they talked about – how, you know, he allows that that defense to be so diverse, you know, yep. how he allows them to drive. And we talked about it m- multiple times. You know, that's what you get here on the next level. You know what I'm saying? It, these other ones, they, they only talk about one safety. We'll take you all away. Trey Sullivan, by the way, he signed to the practice squad. There but we go. <laughs> when, when you look, and, and you guys like what I called him in the preseason, a wig splitter, so he's yeah. back. He's going to try uh, to take somebody's head off. He's going to give a good look, that's for sure. <laughs> but when you look at Corey Graham, I mean, he brings a lot to the table. That just adds to just what this team is able to do. And I actually had a good exchange with Coach Unlin talking about not only nickel corners, but nickel safeties. 
and just the way that that Graham and and, and Jenkins and McLeod that allows and them Watkins to match up. Too. And, and Watkins too. And Watkins is the ultimate hybrid because they play him at left corner, they play him at safety too. Right, so right. this team is so full of of diverse uh, guys. Even you know from a linebacker perspective, you could use Kendricks, you know, in in, in coverage now. You could use him blitzing. And, and in different things. So this him, team man? is so complete. And, you, yeah, you have to talk about him, man, too. Man, you know, I remember we were sitting there and I was talking, I said, man, I tell you what, Michael Kendricks is getting it, man. We, we were, Remember we was out on the field. Yep. And everybody was like, oh, we need to get my – I said, no, man, this guy gets it now. I say, watch this. He's telling other guys how to play the game now. That's when you know a player has, has really turned the corner on who he is. He's sitting there telling, hey, man, you got to get more depth so you can handle that curl – or when they busting across on the on the deep ends, you got to get back a little more depth, then attack it downhill. I looked at him and said, "Who is that?" Yeah, yeah. Is 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 this really Michael Kendricks making these things work? He's talking to guys about their assignments. He knows what he's supposed to do. That's another level right there in itself that we can now look at him as being one of the elder statesmen and taking upon himself to learn this defense inside and out that he can play all the positions as opposed to just playing the will position. And I like how you have these linebackers playing that are, are – these are starving guys. You know what I mean? You got Nigel Bradham who's playing for respect. You know, after every game, I always joke with him. I say, what you do to put some respect on your name today? You know what I mean? Right, and, and right. You look at Michael Kendrick starving for an opportunity and is getting that opportunity in a more comfortable setting because it's his second year in the defense. But yet these guys are playing with those fences around them to not over-pursue or not play the position too aggressively, a position that's natural to play aggressive. See, that's next level right there. That's, you just said it, man, because that that used to be the uh, – his speed and athleticism used to be a detriment, detriment for Michael Kendricks. Mm-hmm. He used to overrun plays now. Now if you look at it, if they run a boot, used to be if they ran a boot, he's all the way on the other side of the field. Instead of slow playing his, his, his guy, his tight end, he slows plays it now. Watch the play develop, and then shoots up the field, yep. and 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 force that pass, uh, that uh, that boot pass that they tried to do on Brock Osweiler. He read the play perfectly, and those are little things he didn't have. He's learning to play the linebacker position, and that's the biggest difference that I see in his game. And I think a lot of that is coming with the, the combination of he and Nigel Bradham together, because it's one of the things that that Bradham. I mean, you talk about communication. I'm sure in the film room these guys are sitting down together. One of the things that I've noticed about Bradham is his ability to read his keys. That guy is consistently the first to the football. And last time I checked, he's not a 4-2, 4-3. He's a decent guy as far as the speed is concerned, but it's the anticipation. Right, right, He arrives to that football first a lot of times with with bad intentions. And I I think it's just kind of they're playing off of each other. And, And it's really good to see that group. I mean, everywhere you go, we could go to the defensive line, right? Where everybody talks about, and I talked to Coach Wilson about this, you know, everybody talks about the competition at receiver and how that's made everybody better. They talk about the competition now at running back and how that's made. Why isn't anybody talking about Chris Long coming into that room? Why isn't anybody talking about Derek Barnett coming into that room and how that's forcing BG to play with a different hunger? How you now see Vinny Curry, I mean, listen, he's not a pass rusher, but when it comes to playing against the run, Vinny Curry is outstanding. So you He's see all these people. guys raising their level of play. Well, if you look at it, man, you're right about that. I mean, it was times in the beginning of the season like, why is Fletcher Cox out? Or why why do they have Timmy Jernigan out? Or what what is Chris Long doing in there? Why is, why is, why is Barnett in there? Because he deserves to be in there now. Mm-hmm. I used to think it was a detriment for, all right, this guy's out. 
why are they out in this crucial position? Well, he's out because the guys behind him can play just as good as he can. And it makes a difference when these guys are fresh going out there and rush the passer. I interviewed um, yesterday in the players' room, me and uh, me and Ike uh, interviewed Fletcher Cox, and that's exactly what he said. He said, look, man, it's so competitive in the room that I could be sitting down and I got to get back in there because I know one of those guys is going to get one of my sacks. One of those guys is going to take one of my plays. And, and you know, it, it's becoming that competitive in there. So, I, I mean, at the end of the day, this team is built for success. Everybody's like, all right, they go, why are they going into the bye? They're going into the bye. They're going to, they're going to slow down a little bit. They're going to be, you know. Gonna, no, first of all, number one, they're coming out of the bye against Dallas. Right. That's the number That's one. That's the ultimate, right, right. ultimate matchup. So you're not going to get any of that complacency because of Dallas. Number two, they've already been through having a sluggish start when they came out of a semi-little bye the last time they had those 10 days off. Mm-hmm. So they're going to be all right. They will be all right. When they had the Thursday night game and went back and had all that time off, and then they turned back around and had a sluggish game the next week. Yeah, the Monday night happening. against the uh, Redskins. Yeah, that, that, that's not going to happen. That's not going to happen again. They're yeah. going to be ready to roll because number one is Dallas. Number two, it's a lot at stake right now, a lot at stake. At this point, they have every, everybody that's playing from this point on are NFC teams with exception of one, and that's the Raiders game. Everybody else is in the NFC. Time to put that put that flag down. No question, no question. You know, that's that's get, time to get to that do. free game, that bye week, mm-hmm. and take it in and play two games to go to the Super Bowl. And make no mistake about it, I, I know that they're taking a game-by-game approach. But they're human, right? They know what's at stake if you have to travel to Seattle right. in a playoff game. Right. They know. Right. So I, I think they're really uh, trying to, to do everything they can, and they'll come out doing everything they can. I, I don't think there's any room for complacency, and you won't see that with, with this group. So it, it is the bye. So let's just go back. We'll just kind of – we touched on a lot of positions, but – We'll just kind of go back and just look at some of the positions, obviously starting with the quarterback. Carson Wentz, for me, when I look at him, I see a guy who's improved at at his accuracy across the middle. He's throwing guys open. You see him actually throwing guys healthy too, whereas, you you know, you got that safety (laughs) barreling down and and you see him throw that back shoulder instead of leading him into the safety and allowing the guy to fall and that safety fall over top. And you saw it a couple of times with Alshon yeah, Jeffrey. And, and that's exactly what you're talking about. That's, I mean, that's, that's, that's crucial that you said that, going, throwing guys open and throwing guys healthy. You know, can you kind of explain to them what that means? Yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's more or less what I just said. If you think about it, okay, you're, you're going across the middle. Just think about a linebacker or a safety, right? Their mindset is if a guy comes into my zone, uh, my job is to knock his block off, right? Right. And as a receiver, you, you know, you're trusting your quarterback. It's just like when you go to have surgery, right? You yep. you trust the doctor to make sure that you're going to be all right, right? They're putting you to sleep, so you're blindly trusting him. Just the same, you're running to a spot. The quarterback's kind of throwing to a spot. You're running to get there. You're going to trust that that spot that the quarterback is throwing to is going to keep you in a good situation. No question. No right? question. Yep. And, and so <laughs> when when you're running across the middle and, and you know you're, you're in that zone coverage, right, and you got to settle in that window, you want that quarterback to throw to that window, <laughs> right? not throw <laughs> to the passing way from one window to the next where that linebacker is waiting to knock your head off. Come on. That's, that's what yeah, Come on. Yeah, you see him just waving his fingers. <laughs> yeah. you, you know, and that's that's the trust that you have. Yep. You you, you want to have that trust when it when it's man, because when it's man coverage is, is a little bit different. 
That's when you want to bust yourself across the middle. But you want to trust that you could bust yourself across the middle and have that quarterback not lead you into that safety coming down, waiting to, to knock your head off on that dig route. So that's the trust that I'm talking about. That's what I talk about when I say throwing them healthy. And that's not something that Wentz did yeah, last year. We, we talked about that, yeah. man. We, you know, I used to say you need to go back to your quarterback and tell him, that you have a wife and kids. <laughs> you know what I mean? And and, and that's really the situation. Once got guys body rocked a lot last year, you're not seeing that this year. That's yeah, a man. progression. So, you know, that's that next level analysis right there. When you when you when you run in routes, you gotta know if it's zone or you gotta know if it's man. If it's a man, if it's a man um defense, then you can keep running across the field because a guy's trailing behind you or trailing you. But if it's zone, there's a guy waiting for you inside of that zone. So you got to sit down in the zone as opposed to running across. When you run across, you'll get knocked out. If you sit down in the zone, you'll be all right. But if you're in, if you're in, if you're a man and you sit down, there's going to be somebody coming for you that you didn't see because he's going to be detached from his guy and coming to hit you. So those are things you got to worry about when you're a receiver. I never had to worry about those type of things. <laughs> well, you guys had to clash on every play. Right. I mean, sometimes <laughs> as a receiver, you don't have to do anything. You could just give him that little move and run him off. But getting back to Wentz, I mean, one of the other things, the deep ball accuracy is there too. The the creation of plays, you know, that QB scramble drill. We saw it earlier. We're not seeing it as much now, but you're still seeing him extend plays. Right. And that's helping this team tremendously on third down situations. How many big plays did they too. have? The offensive line they too. They know where he's going to be at and how to block for him. Exactly, exactly. And even just the way he's playing against the blitz. These teams are blitzing Carson to, to – and that Eagles – Offense. It's not just Carson. These teams are blitzing the Eagles to to no avail, and and it's not just on third down either. Right, they're beating that defense yep. that blitz. So that's something else you look at. I think overall, when you talk Carson, there's no way MVP cannot be in the conversation. And, and anyone who says that that isn't the case, I mean, you really have to take another look. Don't box score scout because you'll see. Oh, he had 199 yards. Pet. That doesn't matter. What he did with those 199 yards passing, right? You, you look what 15 completions, four of them were for touchdowns. Right. <laughs> this is a guy that doesn't paper cut you. He's going to get those big gashes. So, quarterback wise, I think I mean they're outstanding. Uh, running backs. If you want to get into that, we could get into that. We talked a lot about that. But when you look at Corey Clement, when you look at uh, you know the assimilation of Jay Ajayi, when you look at the the positive mindset that LeGarrette Blunt is continuing to have despite he's losing money. You know, getting a guy has, is going to cost him money. Exactly. Exactly. You know, so, I mean, you, you just broke it down, man. You got guys that go in and they got different things they bring to the table. You know, you have guys that turn around, all right, you know, Jay Ajay is here. LeGarrette Blunt may not be here next year, but mm-hmm. they're thinking about the here and now. So, you know, Blunt's like, all right, well, I'm going to get everything I can and make sure that I'm seen when I have an opportunity that way, while I'm winning this Super Bowl, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. I think that's what he's thinking. I'm winning this Super Bowl. It'll make me a lot more, um, a, a lot more of a, of of all right, come and get me. And I was a good team uh, team leader and locker room leader because a guy came in. I didn't cause any trouble. I still went out there and did what I was supposed to do. Talked to him and made sure that we were solid as a team. So it just only makes him a better player. It's just interesting to me the way LeGarrette Blunt has come full circle, right? No question. You look at him entering the league, I mean, yo, that was a ferocious hook. 
I think it was a right hook that he hit that that dude with after the game. Yeah, oh yeah, from Boise, he dropped him. You know, so he was coming into the league with that whole thing behind him, and then whatever happened in Pittsburgh with he and 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 I think it was Le'Veon Bell caused him to come back to the Patriots. But now you see him as the ultimate veteran, that team guy. So I think that's important. Uh, Jay Ajayi, I I think the bringing him in gives them a mixture of everything they have on the roster. One of the things Brandon Brooks and, and Lane Johnson, unprovoked, they both told me that they feel they like the way he he ran the football, but what they've been more impressed with is his, his intelligence, his football IQ, how he picked up the playbook and how it, the pass protection, right? I mean, we didn't see it. On, on Sunday, but they, didn't they need it. <laughs> right, but they said that that he's done an excellent job of just picking up and knowing what to do in that situation. As opposed to what they said in Miami, <laughs> right? Exactly. <laughs> a week ago, yeah, yeah. you know what I mean. He couldn't pick it up. He didn't know what to do on pass plays. Well, maybe he's just not coaching well enough. I, you know what I mean? I don't know what happened down there. I tell you that much. But you talk about coaching, Deuce Staley. Come, come to find out, they went to Deuce and they asked him about Ajay. And and this is one of the things I like about Deuce. He instantly went back to the combine when and now we're we're talking about what two three years ago, right? He went back to the combine and remembered the conversation that he had with with uh, Ajay, and he remembered how Ajay was able to regurgitate what happened on on, on different plays and and how his reads went about and, and how he he played in, in that offense, and, and that was something that okay, yeah, I'm comfortable with taking this guy on. You guys want him? Go get him. I, I'll take him for sure. And I, I think that's something that you have to look at. It's so underrated how well Deuce Staley has been able to handle everything with this no group. No question. No question, man. He's done a phenomenal job, man. Phenomenal job in that in that room. I mean, let's let's go to the tight end position. Yeah, man. all world at this point. <laughs> Zach Ertz when he's healthy, he's done whatever he needed to do to become the best player he can be. He worked on his blocking. Now he's not. He's not somebody that's going to blow somebody off the ball, but he's very efficient on how he blocks now. He can cut people off, you know, at the point of attack. He won't, he won't get ragdolled like he used to. So <laughs> he's no longer, uh, you know, a, a hindrance when he's out there put, um, on run plays where he used to be a hindrance and get thrown around. So he's now feasible. Now defenses can't really react. If he's in the game, if it's going to be a run play or if it's going to be a, a pass play, because if he's in the game, they still run the rock with him being in there. Then, you know, Selleck's just – Solid selling. That's what he is. He's just solid, man. Uh, you look at Trey Burton. We're talking about guy. He might be a better athlete than just about anybody in his, in his room. Given opportunity, he can play, man. He's just, yeah. uh, you know, he's just a jack of all trades at this point. So he just does it all. You know, blocks, runs good routes, uh, plays special teams like a bat out of hell. He just understands that, you know, he, he just needs to do whatever he can do to be the best tight end he can be, and he's done that. He's that guy that, you know, you just say he's a football player. Right, exactly. That, that's what he is. Right. And right. I tell you, when when I look at this situation, and that's why in, in my uh, prospect previews that, that I do every week, I always feature a tight end because I look at this tight end group that they have. Trey Burton is a budding star, yeah. right? It reminds me of back when the 49ers had Vernon Davis and Delaney Walker. No question, yeah. And in in limited opportunities, Delaney Walker showed you signs. And you would say, you know, yeah, that guy, he goes to a team in his feature. And and that's what they did. They ponied up and they gave him that money. I see a team doing that with Trey Burton. So enjoy him while you can. That's what I'm going to say to you guys. But 
you know, you got Billy Brown, and there's there's other guys that they could bring along. You from the draft perspective, even Anthony Denham is one that that performed. But focusing on this year, I, I think that tight end group definitely. Uh, Zach Ertz, he no longer has that uh, violation hotline, you know, right. on speed dial. <laughs> you see him actually coming out and, and playing ball. And you you talk about the violation hotline. Um, that offensive line, I, I think anyone who goes against them needs to have that that number on speed dial because they are going out and violating people. They are really putting it on people, man. They're double-team blocks, man. They're reestablishing a new all, all, line of scrimmage three yards down the field, taking guys, dumping them on their head, getting to the next level, securing the line of scrimmage first. They run in zone plays the way they're supposed to be. They pull Brandon Brooks all the time, and he's he's just knocking people out. They run trap a lot. I mean, they're, they're, they're well-balanced, and they can pass block also. So you can't say enough about how good these guys are playing, kind of keeping uh, Carson from, from, from getting killed. But Carson got to throw the ball a little sooner. But, he, you know, those guys are doing a great job, man. So I, I'll give them guys an A also. Moving on and wrapping up on the offensive side, you have the wide receivers. And I tell you, obviously, I, I personally am going to start with Aguilar and just the resurgence that he made um, playing in the slot, catching everything thrown his way, making yards after the catch. It, it's been tremendous to, to see that. But you also have to give credit to Alshon because just the way Alshon, he's playing on a contract year, right? And and, and you haven't heard him complain not once word. about not being the guy. And he's second on the team in targets, but he's not first in, in receptions. He's not first in touchdowns, not first in yards. But he's still going about his business and continuing to play ball, even when he has to be used as a decoy. And that's what's been happening. He has been a decoy. Even on the long touchdown, not this week, but last week, the Mac Hollins. Swearinger, the strong safety, oh, yeah. looked in. He saw him running the curl. And when he ran the curl, he focuses on he focused on when 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 um Alshon ran the curl instead of watching his guy Mac Hollins running that that double move nine route. And because he saw looked and saw ten. And 17 is, oh, well, he's not throwing it to 10. Now, let me go double team uh, 17. And all of a sudden, over the top, boom. Yep. Carson threw it up. And Matt Collins went and got it, man. That just goes to versatility of, you know, him understanding within the framework of that offense, I got to make sure that I do what I need to do to make sure that things are open for everybody else because they're going to double team me a lot because of who I am, which is going to open up to everybody else. You stay ready so you never have to get ready. No question. That wasn't that play wasn't called for Mac Hollins nope. per se. Nope. Mike Groh took Torrey Smith out because Torrey ran a deep route on the play before, on the sack. But Mac Hollins was in. It just so happened that it the ball came to him and and, and the rest is history. He scored yep. the touchdown. That turned things around. So that's what, what we talk about when we say always stay ready for your opportunity. Another way, staying ready for your opportunity. Torrey Smith, he hasn't made a lot of plays, but one of the plays that he made, I think it was three weeks ago, was a, a play in which he wasn't even supposed to get the ball on that touchdown. No, he right? was at, that was another deep end right there. A, right? Another, another deep – yeah, it was a, a, a deep end, exactly. And he wasn't supposed to get the ball. In fact, Carson has never thrown the ball to him right. on that route. <laughs> yeah. But he knew, okay, you know what, I got position. He's behind me. I, I'm going to keep running because – I know if it's open, Carson's going to throw the ball to me. Carson hit him, touchdown. So yeah. that's just another thing that you have to look at. Another guy staying ready, he's not getting the opportunities, is Marcus Johnson. They're using him a lot in, in those big formations where he's the sole receiver. Mike Gross said he likes his blocking and obviously his ability to catch the football, his physicality. So, uh, uh, you know, in, in, in against the run, blocking for the run, rather. 
So that's something else to look at. I mean, I think offensively, you see the synergy is there to the point where they're going back and forth with plays, you know, and, and it's a great thing. And one of the things that Deuce Haley also mentioned was how they're watching a lot of these teams that have played the Chiefs, and that's helping them. Right. And, and I think we'd be remiss if, if – if we didn't mention what Chris Harris said, you know, he said that they kind of stole the Chiefs offense and, and he said that they're running a, a college offense. And the thing is, a lot of people took that and, and they felt like it was a diss to them. That's not a diss. Don't don't confuse the headlines that some of these outlets will give you. Don't don't confuse the limited quotes that they give you. A lot of places didn't tell you that he said they executed to perfection. A lot of places right. didn't tell <laughs> yeah, you exactly. that he said there was no point in that game where he felt they could come back, right? So that just goes to show you. And, and when he talked about the college, he was talking about the RPOs. You hear that so much. You know, you got these different reporters. You know, was that an RPO on that play? Yeah, it was. And it, it, Chris Harris, when he said college offense, he was just saying that, that they were just operating RP, read, read pass options to perfection and, and, and doing a lot of the spread concepts that you see in college. Yeah, it didn't matter. They put that They put that, that, that 50 burger on, on them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it didn't matter. But, yeah, so that that's pretty much it. You know, I mean, we yeah, talked we about the, the corners. Side of the ball. We talked about the cornerbacks. We talked about the linebackers, the defensive ends, uh, D tackles. I mean, that's, that's pretty much going to be the show. I mean, we could take this show to tomorrow talking about this but we want to give you something to listen to next week so make sure you 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 get back next week we'll talk dallas even though it's no game we're still going to predict our predictions with dallas and what we need to do to beat dallas we'll give you all that too definitely so make sure you tune in for that i'm teron davenport at t davenport underscore nfl and i'm b brooks 72 what is it uh nbc s (laughs) now the change now no more comcast no more nbc sports so make sure you, you stay tuned to us. The Next Level Podcast brought to you by Clip It, and we'll be back next week. We'll break it down to you, put it on a clip. We'll break it down, give it back to you with that stank on it. <laughs> Appreciate you. Stretch your hand and I'm going to chop it off. I dare you ask for a favor from your boss's boss. Shrimp, scampi, angel head noodles, white wine sauce. Rwanda and the Ross, reload the Nina Ross. Settle metal when I'm focused on the green Dinero. Hocus pocus, Gucci loafers, cake with bacon soda. Cake for soldiers moving weight from Maine to Nova Scotia. Bang revolvers, problem solvers, that and pain to mothers. Lost a child, clips from play when they hear Belial. Nightmares, walking dead cause they sleep prepared. You either sheep or shit, be scared and cut to pieces. I lust for custom coops with the honey mustard features. Butterfly doors, a whore that makes wine or sober. Her beauty stunning, plus she funny, that's the proper order. Head nods and cat calls, cuz it's pops in order. Yeah, I'm stuntin' all the world is my stage show. Dallas streets cruising around about 4 a.m. Just that fly shit, the type you never seen again. No meats, no leather, I'm just pimping a pen. We live that life that you're wishing against. More money, more power, more women and shit. It's me and